When I was a college student in the early 1990s, one of the most popular dorm room posters was a photograph of a young couple kissing in Paris. In the picture, a man with tousled hair and a scarf, like James Dean, has his arm around a woman in a cardigan on the street outside a cafe, smooching. As men in trench coats and berets walk past in a blur, ignoring them. It's black and white. It's spontaneous and romantic. It's everything we imagined about Paris and everything we imagined for ourselves. College kids in Minnesota sitting around in the snow waiting for life to happen. It's the poster that launched a thousand study abroad trips. It's also, as almost no one knew at the time, completely staged. This is The Object Podcast, produced by the Minneapolis Institute of Art. The Object is made possible by generous support from Ameriprise Financial, a proud supporter of the Minneapolis Institute of Art and committed to the future of art and culture in the communities they serve. Ameriprise Financial, helping people feel confident about their financial future since 1894. Today, a story about romantic illusions and why we desperately want to believe. Not that there's anything wrong with that. It's a special Valentine's bonus episode. I'm Tim Gearing. Okay, let's go back to Paris in the 1920s. Full of life in literature and art. There's Ernest Hemingway and Henry Miller. Pablo Picasso and the Fitzgeralds. And then there's Robert Doineau, at 16 years old, picking up a camera for the first time. So shy that his street photography, at first, is literally a picture of the street, a pile of cobblestones. Eventually, he works up the courage to shoot kids, like himself, and finally adults, He starts to make a living at it and gets a job in the 1930s as a photographer for Renault, the car maker. But Duano is a dreamer and constantly late to work. And when he's fired and put out on the street, he becomes, well, a street photographer. He gets hired by a photo agency to shoot scenes of France for postcards and magazines. A good job, actually, for a shy person. To hide behind the camera. To simply observe. Henri Cartier-Bresson, the photographer, who becomes a friend of Duano, is notoriously shy. To the point of hiding his face when someone wants to take his picture. It helps to not stand out. When you don't want anyone to notice you taking their picture. During World War II, Duano forges passports and identification papers for the French resistance. And then, when the war is over, and Americans especially, are hungry for stories about 
the great cities they help liberate. There's Duano with his camera. The right person in the right place at the right time. Paris in the 50s is like Paris in the 20s, only more so. In full-color magazines and technicolor movies, most Americans aren't packing for Paris anytime soon. They're packing a picnic, maybe, and going to Yellowstone Park to feed the bears. But it's the thought that counts. The vicarious vacation. I have a book called Paris in the 50s by a journalist fresh out of Harvard who goes to work for Time magazine in 1950 as the Paris correspondent. Marries a French woman, divorces the French woman, and then enjoys everything that post-war Paris has to offer a young, smart, single man. Which, as it turns out, is enough to make Mad Men look like a children's show. You read this book and you feel like you need a cigarette. Anyway, Duano is hired by Vogue, briefly, to shoot fashion. But it's real life that interests him. Real people, not models. So, in early 1950, Duano takes a job from Life magazine to shoot young lovers in the city of love. The story is his agent's idea, actually, thinking American editors would love a little something to get the ladies thinking under the dryers at the beauty shop, something to make the men fiddle with their wedding bands. So, in March or April, springtime in Paris, Duano goes looking for love. The photo essay comes out in the June 12, 1950 issue of Life magazine. It's not the cover. It's on pages 16 and 17. Six photos on a two-page spread. Under the headline, Speaking of pictures, In Paris, young lovers kiss wherever they want to, and nobody seems to care. The famous photo of the guy with the scarf and the girl in the cardigan in front of the Hotel de Ville, the Paris City Hall, isn't even the lead image. It's one of five crammed onto the facing page. Duano gets paid. Nobody gets famous. He takes tens of thousands of pictures over the next four decades and forgets all about these ones. Until, in 1986, his photo agency asks if they can reproduce the one. And he says, okay. It comes out near the end of the Reagan era, after years of nostalgia for the 1950s. The innocent, conservative, white, Christian, howdy-doody 50s, right? And instead... Here's this alternative vision. The furthest thing from old Brill Cream Ronnie and Just Say No Nancy. A free-spirited vision of Just Say Yes. No one needs to see the original June 12, 1950 issue of 
Life magazine to believe this is an unposed picture. There's just something about the crowded street, the blurred cars, like you looked up from your croissant to see this couple kissing and reached for your camera. But if somehow someone did see the issue, they would read right there in the copy about photographer Robert Doineau, who, quote, took the unposed pictures on these pages. Doineau even offers a story about the two times of day that are best for spotting people kissing on the streets of Paris, at noon, when people go out for lunch, and between 5 and 7 p.m., when, quote, young males make the opening moves in the evening's campaign. There's a quote from a police officer, a gendarme, I suppose, who says, it's a fine thing, and it keeps these young lads out of trouble. If they weren't with their girls, he says, they would probably be out in some hockey field where they might get hurt. Right. The picture becomes so popular all over the world that people start coming out of the woodwork claiming they were the kissing couple. One couple, Jean and Denise Laverne, asked to have lunch with Duaneau. And when they suggest it was them making out all those years ago, Duaneau says nothing. Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. I did not want to shatter their dream, he says later. But then the woman, Denise, takes him to court. And then another woman, Francois Delbar, sues Duaneau, claiming it was her in the photo with her boyfriend. And then the women sue each other. Duano, in court, is forced to admit the photo was staged. It wasn't anyone he just shot unawares. It was, in fact, Francois Delbar and her boyfriend at the time, Jacques Carteau, two young students from a nearby acting school. Duano saw them kissing out on the street, Delbar says. And then he asked if they could do it again for the camera. In fact, he took them to three different places around the city, asking them to kiss again and again, and, well, again. We didn't mind, Delbar says. We were used to kissing. We were doing it all the time then. It was delicious. The photo was posed, she says, but the kiss was real. Duano had paid them a little money, gave them a print of the photo, and that was that. The couple broke up nine months after the photo was taken, when, it seems, the deliciousness ran out. Duano acts like Of course I pose these people. What, are you crazy? Even though the article says he did not. Lovers kissing in the street? I would have never dared to photograph people like that, he says in 1992. In fact, there are legal reasons why he would not. In the 1950s, 
France has some of the strongest rules in the world about image rights. The French own the rights to their own image, which means all those great street shots of the 1940s and 50s in Paris, most of them cannot be quite as spontaneous as they seem. You can't just be a fly on the wall, or you'll be swatted. Even if you get permission, it can be tricky, no matter where you are. Years ago, when I worked at a magazine, we found a couple in a beautiful old boat on a Minnesota lake, took a picture of them embracing in the sunset, with their permission. And when we put it on the cover, suddenly we got a call. You have to pull the issue. That's not my wife with me in the boat. Well, Duaneau isn't taking any chances. He is a maker of dreams, after all. And everyone knows dreams aren't real. I don't photograph life as it is, he says, but life as I would like it to be. Still, there's something about this story that doesn't quite add up. There are five other photos in the magazine, after all. Five other couples kissing. Where did they come from? A few years ago, a museum in Berlin holds an exhibition of photos by Duaneau, including the kiss by the Hotel de Ville. And his daughter Francine, who helped to manage his work in his later years, tells the media a different story about that shoot in the spring of 1950. One afternoon, she says, Duaneau gathered a number of actor friends and went out into the streets to play at being in love. They held hands. They embraced. They kissed. The Duaneau chased them around with his camera. They didn't pose, she says. His father was, quote, simply catching them flirting and kissing in a very natural way. Which is a little like photographing at the zoo, right? The animals aren't posing exactly, but it's not exactly natural. Real life, it seems, is almost impossible to capture in any form that people would pay to look at. Duano spends most of his life looking for it in the streets. Sometimes he finds it. The unguarded moment. The unlikely situation. He makes a career out of it, even if he has to fake it once in a while. But it's never easy. Another one of his photographs, from 1958, of an older man talking to a young woman in a cafe, becomes the subject of a lawsuit, too, when it shows up in an article about prostitution. And the man, who had given permission originally, is like, not cool. Eventually, Duano finds it harder and harder to get the shots he wants. By the 70s, he's largely done. He just doesn't find the subjects, he says, like he used to. I'm looking at a postcard of the photo right now. I bought it in Paris on a trip in 1997, 
which was a long time ago. I don't look at it and imagine what could be anymore, but what could have been. I never kissed anyone in Paris, in the street or anywhere else. A hot date these days is a cup of eggnog and PBS. And that's okay. Real life is never like it is in the magazines. It could take you to Paris or to court. Real life is real. This has been the Object Podcast, a special bonus episode as we get ready for Season 5, coming next month. The Object is produced in real life by the Minneapolis Institute of Art and made possible with real support from Ameriprise Financial. I'm really Tim Gearing. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Subscribe so you never miss an episode. And thanks very much for listening.